0: Hello, my name is Patricia, and this is the Poetry P podcast. Oh my, did I have fun creating this podcast, which I hope will come through as you listen to it. I had the chance to meet with Alvin B. Cruz and have him read and discuss some of his work, as well as other things, with me. I recorded it so you can listen to it, too. I think you're going to enjoy it do let me know. And remember, if you have a book of Japanese short form poems, you know, Haiku, Senryu, Haibun, Tanka, that you would like to get me to review or come along and do a reading for here at Poetry P, do get in touch. I will need a hard copy of your book in order to review it. So before we get going and meet Alvin, let me give you a few reminders. It's September 2023 here at P-Towers, and it's a busy old month. I've set you some challenges. From the 1st to the 15th, for example, you should be submitting haiku using Kirei, the cut. The simply delightful Carla Ramesh gave us some tips in her workshop in episode 22 of this series. That link, as well as many other links, are in the show notes. Do go to the website and check them out. It's also split sequence time from the 16th to the 30th of September. You can send them as solo or collaborative poems. The criteria is on the submissions page of the website. And, of course, Peter Jasturmsky has been on the podcast a couple of times. And you know what? He's going to be on it again soon. He is the originator of split sequences. So do go and check out his episodes and get an idea, a feel for what you should be submitting to us. Last, definitely not least, don't forget our monthly video prompt on Poetry P's YouTube channel. Leave your poems in the comments for a chance to be on the podcast and in the Poetry P journal. Now, have you packed your bags? Because we're going quite a distance today. We're off to the Philippines to chat with Alvin B. Cruz, a widely published short-form poet, our flight is boarding and we're off. Alvin, welcome to the podcast and thank you very much for joining me from your home in the city of Manila in the Philippines. It's really lovely to see you. Hi Patricia,
1: thank you for inviting me here.
0: It's my pleasure. <laughs> it's a great pleasure to have you honestly and um, for those of you who don't know alvin his haiku senryu tanka, and haibun have been published in many print and online journals such as modern haiku wales haiku journal presence whiptail poetry p and lots lots more he's won awards and recognition from several international competitions including the haiku society of america senryu award which in which he got second place in 2021. The Irish gave him an honorable mention in 2021 as well in their Haiku Society competition. And the Tokusen second prize in the Kuzumakura Haiku competition was awarded to him in 2022. And he's incredibly successful and we will actually come back to his successes a little later in the podcast. Alvin knows a wee bit about writing, I believe. Alvin, I think you're a full-time member of the English facility at the Far Eastern University in Al- um, Alabang in the Philippines, am I right?
1: That's right, Patricia. Uh, I'm a full-time faculty member there. Mm-hmm. And
0: do you specialize in anything in particular or are you a, a sort of generalist?
1: Basically, I teach English, English courses like business communication, but sometimes I teach also um, art appreciation
0: art appreciation. I think we might mention something a little bit about art in a a short while. (laughs) Now, you currently have three books under your belt, Sunsets Mm -hmm. of Sonnets and Other Poems, Written on Water, and of course, the book we're going to read from today, Paper Cranes. We're going to talk about Paper Cranes as we go along, but Alwyn, tell us a little bit about Sunsets of Sonnets and Written on Water. Okay, well,
1: Sunsets are Sonnets, it's my first book of poetry, it contains my earlier poems, uh, which were more in free verse, Patricia. So I started writing poetry first in using free verse style, but that book also contains my first or my early haiku, my first attempt at haiku. So um, there are two parts of that book now. And then Written on Water, my second book, is my collaboration with my sister, who's a watercolor artist. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of this book because it uh, also won the Filipino Reader's Choice Awards for poetry last year. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also proud of it because it's my first time to work with my very talented sister, who's an artist. Yeah.
0: So so the art, the appreciation and love of art really runs in the family. I guess so. That's right. uh, has she started writing poetry as well?
1: Oh uh, no, no, no! She's really into uh, more into uh, visual arts. Yeah, she's now taking her MFA in um, uh, painting. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, you mentioned that uh, sunsets and other sonnets. You wrote a f- your first haiku. Tell us how you got into haiku. What got you interested?
1: Oh. Well, um, I got into haiku during my first year of teaching. No? Uh, at that time, I was teaching literature to high school students, Patricia. Uh, it was part of the curriculum then. Uh, so I also had the chance to read the, the works of Basho, Is- uh, Isa, and the like. No? That was my first encounter with them. But it wasn't love at first sight kind of thing <laughs> at that time, you know. Uh, As I was more into writing free verse, you know, as I said, uh, it was only many years later in 2017, to be exact, um, that I took haiku seriously. I began writing haiku in the traditional style first, you know, five, seven, five. And then the pandemic happened. That was when I was introduced to modern haiku in English, Patricia. So uh, from then on, I have been writing haiku in modern style almost every day, exploring the creative possibilities of writing modern haiku.
0: Now, that's interesting. So when you were teaching the high school kids haiku, were you teaching them the traditional 575?
1: yes exactly because that's my first uh knowledge you know, of haiku you know the traditional style mm-hmm. so i was also uh writing the five seven five
0: then mm-hmm.
1: yeah so <laughs> that's how i but they loved it they enjoyed it my students loved it mm-hmm.
0: I, I was talking i forget who i was talking to about um children writing haiku mm-hmm. but um children young adults They're really very good at haiku because they haven't lost that imagination that we get um, when we're older, you know, we sort of get into the realism of life and we sort of, we can lose that, that ability to, to imagine things. Oh, right. So that's really interesting. So your style changed as mine did, in fact, (laughs) as you got to know um, contemporary haiku. And I think it's fair to say that uh, Paper Cranes is a a book of contemporary haiku senryu. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) So, Alvin,
0: shall we um, treat ourselves to a reading from the book? And perhaps you'd like to read the first of our chosen poems to us. Okay.
1: Uh, Here you go. Black Scrabble tile. We argue over the word ma blank scrabble tile we argue over the word ma
0: i'm guessing this is sort of taken from a, a sort of realistic experience and i wondered whether you were actually arguing over something other than the word ma was there something in the background that you were that was troubling you
1: <laughs> well actually actually this haiku was inspired by two events because my family loves to play scrabble together and we're, you know, we're we're very competitive <laughs> when it comes to this game, you know. We love word games. So we would always end up arguing over certain words. Oh, this does not exist. This, <laughs> uh, And we would also argue about certain rules, you know. Mm-hmm. So in this haiku, what I wanted to focus on was the word ma, uh, the Japanese concept of ma, uh, which means a pause in time or emptiness in space hence the connection with the blank scrabble tile
0: yeah it's a brilliant connection (laughs) very (laughs) very good and i'm i'm very pleased alvin to hear that there are families other than my own who um, have these sorts of arguments when playing board (laughs) games Uh, i think we're terribly competitive too um yeah, you probably wouldn't want to be in the same uh, room as us. Or maybe actually, your family would be the perfect match. <laughs> for oh, us. Sometimes it gets really bloody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've not spilt blood yet, but yeah, it's come <laughs> close. <laughs> oh dear! And uh, the other thing that occurred to me actually when I was reading this poem in the in the book, I and I think I asked you, had you ever considered centering this poem?
1: Oh, uh, now that you mentioned it, Patricia, um, I think centering the haiku is a great way you know, of adding em- emphasis to the word ma, you know? mm-hmm. uh, which I'd like to focus on. Uh, so uh, centering the poem makes it look like a, an inverted pyramid, actually. You know? uh, so that's that's a really good uh, idea, you know, to center.
0: I'm I'm getting more and more interested in, in how things look i suppose because i'm editing the journal it's become more apparent to me that you can make a a great effect or you you can have some effect on the poem by changing the way it's placed on this page which goes to the idea of ma as well so um this works (laughs) works well um thanks alvin next one please karaoke night singing
1: a duet song alone Karaoke night, singing a duet song alone. And there's another one. Pillow shot, I dream of Ozu on a tatami mat. Pillow shot, I dream of Ozu on a tatami mat.
0: Thank you. And I was telling Alvin before we started that uh, my daughter is currently in the Philippines Um, I don't know actually how far she is from you, but she'll be passing through Manila. Um, And she sent me lots and lots of photographs of her and her friends doing karaoke. So I wondered, (laughs) Alvin, is it popular over there? Oh, yes,
1: Patricia. Almost, you know, when there's birthday celebrations, you know, in every corner of the street, you'll hear people (laughs) (laughs) say You know, Filipinos love music. Yeah, that's mm-hmm.
0: our life. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's wonderful. Um, I mean, at first, at first, I thought this is a, a little bit sad because you're singing karaoke, or well, you're singing duet alone. I know. But um, I think there's a little bit of humor in it too. What What do you think?
1: Yes, yeah, it's it's kind of ironic, right? Um, uh, but I really just want to to express, you know, how you know express a longing no? the longingness there mm-hmm.
0: good job thank you and then I wanted to talk to you a little bit about a pillow shot I dream of Ozu on a tatami mat mm-hmm. there will be people who might not get the linkages within this poem uh, particularly those of us who are not familiar with the work of Ozu and I believe he's a famed Japanese film director and screenwriter so can you tell us a little bit about that
1: when I wrote this haiku, uh, it was originally an entry to a contest, a haiku contest uh, which is called the Pula International Haiku Contest. Uh, that was in 2021. Mm-hmm. And the theme was cinema. Oh. Okay. Cinema. So um, it inspired me to write a haiku about my fav- one of my favorite directors. You mentioned Yasuhiro Ozu. So at that time, I had wa- I had just watched some of his um, well-known films, huh? like Tokyo Story, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, uh, Floating Weeds and Early Summer. Those were his um, classic films. And Yasuhiro is known for his unique cinematic style, which is called the pillow shot, which is the first line of um, the haiku, no? Um and pillow shot means um uh, a cutaway to a visual element. No? For example, in the movie uh in his movie late spring, uh, the the daughter, no? one one of the characters there, the main character accepts her fate and then the camera cuts to a flower vase in an empty room no? for a long time, you know, that stillness, an empty a vase in an empty room. So it's Pretty much like a haiku, right? Like you know, that moment in time that so so beautiful. So that's probably the reason why I fell in love with uh with his films, because it has some semblance to 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 write to haiku, you know.
0: <laughs> it strikes me also that it's about juxtaposition. Yes. Again. And maybe maybe a concept of Ma comes into it and many other Japanese techniques. Um, and aesthetics that we'll recognize because we're haiku poets. Right.
1: I also love the way Ozu's uh, films portray the everyday lives of ordinary people with honesty and uh, simplicity, just like haiku.
0: I'm guessing you don't speak Japanese. I could be wrong. Uh, Do you speak Japanese, Alvin?
1: (laughs) I lived in Japan for a year, but I never really learned to speak the language i just love the culture but i couldn't it's difficult it was difficult really <laughs> maybe it comes with age <laughs> yeah, you can't memorize the, the the vocabulary and all that
0: yeah i can understand that totally um trying to trying to learn uh, i'm trying to learn a very simple well for a yeah. european a relatively simple language spanish at the moment and uh well, my head you know I can do the basics, but my head will not take in anything complicated. Uh, so it could, it's almost certainly my age, uh, but I can imagine Japanese is is much more difficult because, of course, you have yeah. the, the different alphabet, the different symbols, and so on. So, um, yeah, don't worry about it. I think you, <laughs> you're fine.
1: Searching for my ikigai, blue sky searching for my ikigai blue sky.
0: And I think ikigai means uh, the meaning of life. So you were searching for your meaning of life. in
1: That's right.
0: When I read a few of your poems now, you have this one, you have the um, link to Ozu, and you have, um, you've mentioned the word ma in the first one. You're very <coughs> confident using these Japanese Terms or Japanese culture, and you're happy to challenge other poets to learn about them. Where do you get that confidence from?
1: since I, I never really spoke the language. Right? But, yeah, I wonder too. Well, ever since I started writing haiku, I have been inter- inter- interested in learning more about the traditional Japanese way of life and philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would read more books on Japanese culture, philosophy, literature, and of course, watch Japanese films no? like those of uh, Ozu. So when when I use Japanese terms in my haiku, you know, uh, I intended it for the haiku community, and I assume that they have they are more or less familiar with these terms or concepts. I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we 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 know a lot of them, don't we? As we learn as we go along, um, <laughs> but I, sometimes I, I don't use too many. Um, should we say? Non-English terms, because I I worry that people won't understand them, or I won't. They won't go and look them up. And I I, I really admire you for just going for it and you know, <laughs> yeah, make putting them in, um, and challenging us. You know, if we don't know it, go okay. look it up. You know, yeah. um, and as we talk, I wondered. You, know, you mentioned you're interested in haiku you're interested in japanese culture was that why you went to, to live in japan
1: yes that's one of the reasons patricia um so um but before that i have been teaching japanese children in a japanese school in manila for 13 years <laughs> oh, right. the, longest, the longest ever i have stayed in one school
0: <laughs> wow so i think you have a tanker for us next Okay,
1: yes, this is a tanka. <clears throat> window seat, a bus ride with grandma way back when my dreams took the shape of clouds. Window seat, a bus ride with grandma, way back when my dreams took the shape of clouds.
0: I love those last two lines. My dreams took the shape of clouds. Wonderful. Um, now we're going to be talking about tanker next year on the podcast, but perhaps in passing, um, I could say that the traditionally tanker were love poems and maybe related to music and, and songs, which is one of your interests, I know. Uh, and they do tend to be more overtly emotional and subjective than haiku. And if people are interested in, Um, before we get to doing more about it on the podcast, I'll put some links in the show notes so you can go and have a look at that. But I certainly feel the emotion in this poem and it feels like a love poem, a love poem to grandma. I'm guessing that's what you were aiming for.
1: Yes, yes, that's (laughs) right. Uh, I wrote this tanka in memory of my grandmother who raised me because my parents were always busy making a living for the family uh, I, but I never really had a chance to um, to show my grandma how much she meant to me and how grateful I was to her so this points my way of honoring her.
0: It's it's a shame really she didn't get to hear it it's such oh. a beautiful piece of work and um, the, the line there's another line that I think is really interesting, way back when. So you've got window seat, a bus ride with grandma, way back when, my dreams took the shape of clouds. But that way back when certainly acts as a pivot, doesn't it, because it goes so well with the the first half and it sort of links to the second half too. I think that's a a wonderful piece of work, a wonderfully crafted piece of work, Alvin, it's lovely.
1: Thank you, Patricia.
0: And we're going to stay with love um with our next two poems i think okay
1: <clears throat> rain song i spell love backwards on a window pane rain song i spell love backwards on a window pane lips i kissed a while ago now playing harmonica lips i kissed a while ago, now playing harmonica.
0: Thank you. I love them both, um, very different images for me. The first one is sort of, um, it feels a bit teenage you know, the sort <laughs> of thing you do as a teenager on the bus on a rainy day, uh, yes. you know, spelling love backwards on, on the windowpane. I love it. Were you, were you that teenager in love on the bus?
1: <laughs> no recently no I'm just kidding <laughs> no no it's just you know one of those you know days when I felt more more you know romantic oh one bless of days. <laughs> one of those for Patricia
0: it's lovely and then you have lips I kissed a while ago now playing harmonica tell me where does that one come from
1: the idea for this haiku came basically from my love of music, uh, Patricia. Uh, aside from poetry, music is one of my passions. As I said uh, earlier, Filipinos love music a lot. <laughs> <You> Karaoke, <know>, <laughs> now Rainsaw, and then Harmonica. Well, uh, by writing this haiku, I wanted to show how a person can quickly move on from one passion to another. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, um here we can see how the person suddenly shifts from romantic passion to his love for music which is almost like an extension of that passionate kiss Mm -hmm. a while ago
0: yeah what i what i loved about it was the connection the lips connecting the two parts you know as in you know lips i kissed but those lips same lips kissing Whilst playing the harm- harmonica, because it's very much um, a piece of music, a piece of an instrument you use with your mouth, isn't it? I thought that was a great um, juxtaposition, really. Very, 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 very good. Um, and sadly, we are very close to being at the end of our reading. But I wanted to hear you read what is probably my favorite poem in the book. It's much more traditional in terms of haiku, almost a 575. Uh, And it has the familiar shape and, of course, a seasonal word, butterfly for for spring. So, Alvin, could you do me the honour of reading my favourite one, please?
1: Sure, Patricia. Barefoot in the grass, on the edge of my shadow, a butterfly. Barefoot in the grass, on the edge of my shadow, a butterfly.
0: I love the images. I love the idea of being barefoot on the grass. There's fewer things more wonderful than just feeling the the, the grass under your feet, and then the idea of that shadow, the butterfly just sort of popping into your your vision at the edge of your your vision. It's it's beautiful. But then, of course, with a haiku, you have the first impression. But when you're intrigued by something, you get that you start to talk, start to think about it, don't you? And this one, I think for me, is an expression of hope. It really speaks to me of hope. As I said, for me, a butterfly anyway is a sign of spring, the first sign of spring. My garden is covered in them now in the summer with all over the lilac bushes in my my garden. And unfortunately, also on my kale plants. But hey, you know, I'm happy to share. So it's one of hope, but it also speaks of uh, of because it's a spring one, it speaks to me of a sort of the, the depression, the coldness, which is particularly relevant to me, of winter, leaving it, leaving all that behind, and coming into a really hopeful period of spring and summer. Is that something that you are going for, or am I totally off point with this this poem?
1: No, um, I think you're right. I mean, uh, yeah, this, I, it, my, my, my intention was really to write a poem about hope, you know, because basically and what a way to end, you know, this, this, um in our interview because my book is really about hope, Patricia, you know, as, as, it, as it is written at the back of the book, it's an ode, Paper Cranes is an ode to our undying hopes and dreams. So, um, so this poem was inspired by, well, many of my poems were inspired by fond memories of my travels, Patricia, and this haiku is one of them. I love, I love being barefoot. <laughs> as a matter of <laughs> fact, now I am barefoot, yeah. uh, whether it's on the beach, no, mm-hmm. like okay. <laughs> <laughs> In the grass, and even at home right now, I'm. It makes me feel so comfortable and free. Uh, plus I feel so grounded, no, literally. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this poem both as a, a out of memory and imagination. Mm-hmm. So, I totally agree with you, Patricia, when you said that this poem is really about hope, and reading this poem, perhaps one can see himself as the butterfly on the verge of finally embracing the light.
0: Mm, that's I like that idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> Thank you. But we're not quite finished. We're not quite finished i've got, i've I've sprung this one on you. Um, because we have something to say another thing to celebrate you received an honorable mention in this year's Robert Spies Memorial Awards over at Modern Haiku congratulations and for anyone who wants to go over and have a a read I'll put the show notes so you can have a read of the poem and other poems and the commentaries because the commentaries are always um, a really useful educational tool for, for us as poets and I would love, Alvin, if you would read this poem to us. But as I sprang it, sprang it on you, can you remember it? Oh yes, of oh, course. So. Yeah, <laughs> every word. <laughs> Excellent. Your memory is much better than mine. Well done. <laughs> Go for it.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, so this is the one that one honorable mention at Robert Spees Memorial High School Awards. Finding where I belong. The empty space in the jigsaw puzzle. Finding where I belong. The empty space in the jigsaw puzzle.
0: And how fitting, actually. We started the reading with some mom And we're sort of finishing the reading with a little <laughs> bit of mom <mul. laughs> mm. mm. Congratulations, Alvin. Um, Thank you. Thank you. With, pleasure. My, my pleasure. I'm so proud for you. And Thank we you. just have one, or I just have one last question for you. Oh. It's not complicated. Don't worry. I'm not going to spring something terrible on you. Where can our listeners find your books?
1: Okay. All right. Well, um, my books are available at central.com.ph that's central.com.ph yeah so because my books were all published here in the philippines
0: so, yeah surely good and don't worry if you didn't weren't quick enough to catch that i will put the link in the show notes if you want to go follow thank follow you. that up um alvin thank you so much for spending time with us today i've really enjoyed listening to you and your poems thank you, thank and... you so much <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure. And don't forget, if you would like to hear these poems again, you can listen as much as you like to the podcast, or you can go and pick up a copy of Paper Cranes. And Alvin, one last question. Did you ask your sister to help you with the front page or not?
1: No, <laughs> this, this was done by my niece. Yeah, she's my niece. Yeah, she uh-huh. also did the cover of um sunsets are sonnets and other poems yeah
0: oh wow what a talented family
1: (laughs) yeah she's thinking of uh, architecture in the u.s she's into arts also
0: (laughs) oh wow well good luck to her with that and what a great job she did with your cover again thank you so much alvin oh thank you
1: too patricia i had fun thank you so much thank you
0: (laughs) and don't forget Go and read the show notes and find out where you can get hold of Alvin's books. Thank you. Well, what did I tell you? Wasn't that fun? There was some great poetry, a little bit of cultural education, certainly for me, and a new friend. What could possibly be better? Thank you, Alvin. Now, don't forget to check the show notes for all the links you'll need for today's podcast. And of course, if you have a few coppers to spare, maybe you'll head over to buy me a coffee and buy the podcast a coffee. I need to buy quite a few books to do the research for the next series of the Poetry Pea podcast. So any help you can give me would definitely be appreciated. Thank you very much. And don't forget to get your submissions to us in September. I hope you enjoy the challenges. And of course, if you're coming to this late, we're always up to something do check the submissions pages and send us whatever we need so until next time keep writing and i've not put the poems alvin read in the show notes today they are in his book though and if i've left anything else out do not hesitate to email me and tell me and of course tell me what you think of the podcast because i can't make it better without your help. Ciao.